0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to our Why We Are Vegan podcast interview series entitled Why We Are Vegan. Each week, I'll be posting one to two interviews I've had with inspirational vegans around the world who are walking their talk. Each of my guests share their personal vegan journey and insights they've gathered along the way. You are about to listen to my interview with the eloquent and vivacious Liz Murphy, Liz began her vegan journey two years ago. Hi, Liz. Thank you for joining me today. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: So I am
0: 28 years old.
1: I have been vegan for coming up on two years, so not a terribly long time. I made the kind of journey from, like pescatarian to vegetarian to vegan, which really also pushed me to do what I'm doing with me um, in my business life, which is a vegan chef and nutrition coach and all plant-based. So I finally made the jump to plant-based, which really encouraged me to follow my passion for nutrition and for cooking. Uh, So I own a business called Santosha Nutrition.
0: Excellent. And it's very good. (laughs) Um, And you've already told me what you do professionally. So what are your aspirations for the future?
1: That's a very broad question. Um, I, They've kind of been, my goals have been changing and adjusting and evolving as they should um, over the last few years. Ever since I started Santosha, it began as a nutrition coaching business that has completely evolved into more of a vegan food business, which I love because that's where my true passion lies. And I have goals to have a cookbook come out in the next year or two. I would love to be on a little bit of a larger stage and get vegan food and vegan um, like, kind of elegant vegan cuisine on a higher pedestal in the, the food world, um, I'd really like to also put sustainability on the forefront of what I'm doing and also find a way to kind of put that at the forefront of vegans' minds as well because I'm not sure that that's, you know, what everyone's thinking about because we all do it for the animals, but sustainability is a huge part of it for me. So I really want to increase uh, knowledge and, and the reach for that, that realm as well.
0: Okay. If you were in a room filled with a dozen kindergartners, how would you share with them why you are vegan in your own words, as if speaking to them?
1: Hmm. I think that I would say. Let's see. I'm talking to children here. It's a very rare occurrence. I have to think <laughs> about how I would I think? I'd start out with animals. I think that's to children. That's the easiest way to describe why we are vegan because. As children, we don't learn, like, we aren't born with the desire to partake in this part of cruelty that's become normalcy for this society. So I think that's the easiest way to approach it with children. And I think I'd start out by talking about their pets and talking about any animals that they love in their own life and then kind of segue that into... Like, okay, you love your dog, you love your cat, and then maybe show them some photos of some amazingly adorable pigs and cows and kind of try and show how they're exactly the same. Um, And then maybe talk about the planet a little bit. I think children are beginning to understand what's going on with our planet, and that's super important to get that across as well. I know I didn't put it in words that I would talk to children, probably because I just don't even know what I would say, but those (laughs) are the the points at least that I would want to get across to a room full of kindergarteners.
0: Yeah. think they totally understand it. Okay. What made you decide to become vegan? What tipped the scale for you to go all in?
1: Yeah. Um, I would say that the animals were a big part of it, but that didn't start my journey by any means. For me, it was all about health to start out. Um, I started my health journey about 10 years ago now, uh, due to some personal health issues that were causing me to really take a a good look at my diet um, which had a very big part to play in why I was experiencing a lot of these issues and so I went, I found out that I had a wheat allergy so I cut that out um, which immediately made my diet more healthy Um, and then I began to eat more fruits and vegetables which is not something that I did growing up not for the lack of my parents trying it was a personal (laughs) decision (laughs) Um, and so it was health to begin with and then I did in college about 8 years ago begin to learn about animals and things, watched some documentaries, some of the older like vegan documentaries, and in the moment it definitely inspired me to eat more vegan, I even went vegan for six months in college, Uh, it was very easy actually, but somehow I just rolled right back into what I knew, uh, and then eventually went pescatarian after I realized that I wasn't really eating much meat anyways, and that I felt cutting red meat and and any kind of meat besides fish would be healthier for me, so that was why I did that. Mm. Uh, and then once I realized more about the animals and the environment, and those two things completely tipped the scales, and like I said about two years ago, I just decided I know too much, I cannot live in alignment with what I know if I don't make this decision, um, and so I did it as sort of a New Year's, it was actually like a January thing that I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna see how long I can do it for, and I just never looked back.
0: Awesome, awesome. Awesome. Okay, what does being vegan mean to you personally?
1: I really like that question because it can mean so many different things to different people. And to me, the word vegan and identifying myself as a vegan really comes down to the animals for me. Because I can call myself a plant-based eater any day of the week and I do call myself a plant-based chef and a plant-based eater but when you throw the word vegan into it it's about much more than what you're putting into your body it's about the decisions that you're making about what you're putting into your body and why Mm -hmm. and so for me identifying myself as a vegan really comes down to doing it out of compassion for the other sentient beings on this planet and out of an awareness of what that what our society and, and these decisions we're making is doing to our planet So it's a big word. It's a big identification. And over, you know, since the 70s has come with a lot of both negative and positive connotation, depending on who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, to me, there's a big difference between plant-based and vegan. And I identify myself as both of
0: those. Excellent. Please share how you continue to benefit from being vegan physically, emotionally, spiritually. All of the
1: above. (laughs) Uh, I... Physically, um, it's, it's not it's a no-brainer that we're benefiting as plant-based or vegan eaters through a plant-based diet because we are avoiding those things that are causing the major health issues in this country, specifically in most of the Western world. So you have those diseases of affluence that are diabetes, some forms of cancer, heart disease, high blood pressure, cholesterol. all these things have come into play for our species with the increase of animal protein. So no question, we're benefiting. With a little bit of an asterisk there, what we are lucky as well to live in a, a world where there's a lot of vegan junk food. Mm-hmm. So the options are out there, but as long as you're making mostly the right decisions what to put in your body, you're going to benefit physically. And I know that I am. Um, like I said, the journey of my nutrition and health um, is... A very large part of the reason why I became plant-based in the first place in regards to my diet. And then I made the jump to identifying as a vegan when I really looked at the other aspects of environment and, and uh, the animals. And so when it comes to spiritual alignment, that's a huge piece of it. And that's one thing that I talk to a lot of my clients and friends and family about, because it's a piece that people don't consider. Um, they, I think that really the physical... Um, part of it comes first, and you realize what that's going to benefit, but the spiritual alignment that comes with taking that cruelty out of your diet I know that the majority of people are not going outside and slaughtering an animal for themselves, so they don't associate the cruelty with their own personal decision but unfortunately, it is in every piece of meat that that fear and that death and that cruelty that that animal experience at the end of its life is an inside of your food in a very, very real way. And it does translate into what you're putting into your body and therefore your spiritual and emotional alignment. So I know that for me, the more that I learn about it, the more that I speak about it, the more that I align myself with other people that understand that, um, it's benefited me exponentially on very higher plane, which I, it's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Now, how do you define a vegan lifestyle? I think that
1: comes back to how I defined what being vegan means to me. Because a vegan lifestyle to me is cruelty-free. I think we all can kind of associate it with that, whether you're vegan or not. Um, Because that comes down to really making an effort, because it's not just about the food that you're putting in your body, it's also about the products that you're purchasing on a daily basis and what you're choosing to support with your dollar And with your presence and with your social media and with all these things being very conscious about every effect that your decision has on other sentient beings be it human or animals or anything really that it's just it's just a it's a lifestyle (laughs) that is the Mm -hmm. best way to describe it because it really is so many decisions and what I love about it too is that those decisions when you are being conscious about being vegan and being living cruelty-free on so many levels. It lines so well with sustainability because it just is the exact same thing, which Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite parts. So yeah, I'd say a vegan lifestyle is living cruelty-free to the best of your
0: possible ability. Um, Yeah. Okay. So let's take that a little bit further. Tell us a little bit more about or a little bit about your vegan lifestyle um, a week in the life of Liz sure week in the life of
1: Liz right now is absolutely insane Uh, (laughs) so as I mentioned before I do own my own business I also uh, have a full-time luckily remote job with a company called imperfect produce so I'm essentially working two full-time jobs Um, (laughs) just working all the time Um, but I am lucky that by starting my own business I am as everyone should be doing exactly what I love Um, So it doesn't always feel like working. So when it comes to the vegan part of my lifestyle, I am very lucky to be able to provide conscious and vegan eats as a part of Santosha's mission and what I'm doing. Um, So that's a really big part of it. Let's say I have three events a week. So I'm doing a lot of uh, vegan prep and cooking and executing events. Um, And that doesn't just mean the food that I'm cooking. That also means the products that I'm purchasing, like any any serving ware Uh, anything like that I want to make sure that it's as sustainable and eco-friendly as possible that I'm aligning with my truth as much as my finances will allow me to do so Mm -hmm. um and let's see I do have on my social media do my best to raise awareness for what I can whether it's what's going on in the Amazon rainforest right now because that is directly correlated to the beef industry um and it's it's killing our planet so because that's something that's important to me I want to make sure that it's my followers and anyone I can reach um that they understand that uh so social media is a really big part of how I share my vegan lifestyle yeah it's just a lot of cooking right now it's really all (laughs) I can think about
0: mostly food okay that makes sense So what is the most important thing to you about living a vegan lifestyle? If you had to condense it into maybe a sentence or two.
1: The most important thing for me about living a vegan lifestyle is this planet. And I didn't really realize that until you asked the question, and I was able to kind of talk through the whole sentence, because without this planet, there are no animals. Without this planet, there are no humans. So when it comes down to it, for me, that's the core of why I'm doing this. Because if I said it was all about the animals, at the end of the day, there aren't any animals without the planet. So the reason that I'm really doing this is to do what I can to raise awareness. Because I'm only one person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I get discouraged about that a lot. And I am only one person, but I believe that if I can do everything I can and reach as many humans as I can on a one-on-one or social media basis or whatever I can do that it's that I will feel better at the end of the day and believe that I'm doing everything that I can to save this planet.
0: Awesome. What do you wish more people understood about the benefits of being vegan or about living a vegan lifestyle in general?
1: I wish that they would understand. I I hate to say this, but it is the truth about the majority of humanity. I wish they would understand how it would benefit them. Because I believe that that is kind of the first step to making change is because we live in such a fast paced world where unfortunately is a lot about ourselves. I'm guilty of that. You know, I think we all are as humans. I feel that knowing that it can benefit you physically is a huge part of it. Um, You know, looking at the studies, really delving into the, diving into the facts that are available about um, health and a plant-based lifestyle. And then once you get that in your brain as kind of a a trigger to say, maybe I should try this out, then I would encourage people to really dive into the other aspects, the animals and the environment, because for me, it started as health, but I can almost, yeah, I can say definitively that the other two portions of a vegan lifestyle have overtaken that as my Uh, what's really driving me to Mm -hmm. want to live this lifestyle Mm -hmm. so I really wish people would look at that a
0: little closer okay is there anything you wish more people would have a conversation about around veganism I
1: wish that they would have a conversation about I I wish my my wish would be about the animals truly I don't know how realistic it is Unfortunately, but I guess if we were talking about wishes, that would probably be it because mm-hmm. I think that that's the one that has the largest disconnect with the majority of our species and of our society because it's really difficult. It's really difficult. Anybody, I guarantee anyone you're interviewing on this podcast, unless they were raised from a baby <laughs> as a vegan. We've all been in that place where it was normal. And we were programmed to believe that that is the way you eat. That is the only way. So I think that's the most difficult subject for the majority of people to accept. So I really wish that there was more conversation and more um, understanding about mm-hmm. that aspect.
0: Excellent. When you hear excuses from someone about why they couldn't go vegan, do you feel you were able to change their perspective with what you know?
1: I do think that i have a pretty a good knack for it um and i think that's about the approach mm-hmm. and i really have i pride myself in the ability to approach it in a compassionate and factual way rather than from a place of emotion and which happens sometimes don't get me wrong it happens because mm-hmm. when you are passionate about something and there's resistance emotion comes up but i think if you're going to speak to somebody that is resisting Um, any subject at all but if we're talking about veganism if they're resisting it's the best the best way to approach it is to listen first and foremost which I think is really difficult for a lot of people when they believe so strongly about something it's hard to hear arguments and excuses but I think it depends of course which what the argument is Mm because there are so many reasons why or why not but I think I do a pretty good job Mm -hmm.
0: I think you do too (laughs) Thanks. How do you feel about mainstream coverage of animal cruelty, environmental concerns, and the like via social media and other media outlets?
1: I think that I have a little bit of a different view on it than a lot of vegans do. I I personally feel that there, I I think it's a little better than it was in the past. Um, It's still quite terrible. (laughs) There's not a lot of coverage that is really getting the point across, but at the end of the day, news has become more of a business than it is about facts, uh, unfortunately. But I feel very encouraged by some of the things that I'm seeing on social media from major news outlets. Uh, Just a couple days ago, one of my favorite farm sanctuaries in Iowa, one of their, I think it was one of the local stations, one of their anchors, who does all the major stories in the area, actually had one of their piglets that was off, fell off a the truck that was on the way to slaughter had the pig come into the studio talked about what the sanctuary was who they were and was holding the piglet the whole time and you could tell that he had no idea what the, he had no idea sanctuaries even existed but the fact that that sanctuary was on the major news network in this area brought me so much encouragement mm-hmm. so I think that there is an upswing in positivity towards veganism and environmentalism in the media outlets uh, although it still be very small, but mm-hmm. it's there. And that, I have to focus on the positive. Just got right. it.
0: That's awesome. What questions would you pose to the mainstream to move the conversation to what you feel is most important to understand about the global benefits of veganism?
1: Hmm. Let's think of a, a few questions. I think one would be... I think I would bring it back to environmentalism is one, um, to kind of get people thinking about what they're doing in their own lives. So one thing I do actually ask people is, can you look at your day, like look at your everyday and can you tell me like five things that you're doing to help the planet? And most of the time there aren't many. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's because it's small changes in our everyday life that on a mass scale, that's really going to make the change. So, and that can be in your diet, that can be in the products that you're purchasing, not just vegan aligned, but of course also eco-friendly aligned. So I really like to steer the conversation in that direction. When it comes to the animals, it's such an easy question, but like, what is the difference between a grass puppy, as I like to call the cows, (laughs) or a puppy puppy? (laughs) Like, just take a look at it and there is no answer there is no difference, so there's no answer that you can give to that question.
0: Yep. yep. How do you feel about the use of self-identifiers such as smegan, partially vegan, flexitarian, and the like?
1: I do not have as guttural of a response as <laughs> many vegans do. Uh, and I think that comes with the way that I approach speaking to non-vegans versus a lot of people. Uh, like I like to call militant vegans, which are completely necessary, and I myself find that I am in that category from time to time, but I want people to do whatever it is they need to do. If calling themselves a flexitarian, um, or vegan-ish, or like (laughs) any of these things, right? Obviously in my soul, I'm like, not possible, not possible, (laughs) that is not possible, but... I would never put somebody down for calling themselves that. I would not like to correct them unless I know that the correction would be taken positively. Like, if it's someone that's close to me, I might might give them a little bit of crap for it. Mm -hmm. But if it's somebody that's saying that, I probably honestly would say, good for you. Like, good for you for doing anything that you can. If you ever want to know more, let me know.
0: That's an awesome response. How do you feel about the phrase plant-based being used today by companies of all kinds, from meals, textiles home goods, accessories, personal care, and other products that are not, in fact, vegan? Mm -hmm. I,
1: I, you just said it. I kind of already answered it in a sense that I do feel that they are different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just, I I would just say it's be, use caution. If you are looking for vegan products and something says plant-based, don't just automatically assume. Mm -hmm. But I do appreciate the effort that companies are putting in. Uh, and that maybe every step of their process is not yet vegan because they don't want to, or they can't, or whatever the reason. I appreciate the effort, but I do just caution people when looking for products. They are not the same thing, um, but it is a step in the correct direction. So I appreciate the the labeling. I almost wish that there was a label on plant-based products that was like a V with a line through it. So that you knew that it wasn't vegan. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it happens with things like even cheese, where it's a plant-based cheese, you turn it over and there's casein in it, like the milk product. Mm-hmm. That if you saw it, you're like, oh, this cheese is made out of almonds and it's plant-based. But there's milk in it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you just have to be cautious. Okay.
0: What vegans do you respect and keep tabs on?
1: Um, well, I know this one awesome vegan named Gabrielle Hewson. Um, (laughs) And she's so inspiring and I do follow her. Um, And that is the truth. Uh, A lot of the vegans that I admire uh, do come from the San Diego community because I'm not somebody that pays a ton of attention to what's, you know, like celebrities and and vegan chefs and things like that. I do, but not on a scale where it's on a day-to-day basis. I really find a lot of inspiration and encouragement from people that I've met, the people on a day-to-day basis here in the vegan community in San Diego, for example. Uh, Jordan and Matt from Farm Animal Refuge, it's located in Campo, just outside of San Diego County. They've taken in uh, over 60 animals um, from slaughter, abuse, and shelter situations, Um, all farm animals, so goats, pigs, chickens, cows, and they obviously live a completely vegan lifestyle and have really put that into practice um, in a way that is incredibly inspiring to me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I'm looking forward to getting up Mm -hmm. there at some point. To sum our time together up, in one sentence, please tell us why are you vegan?
1: I am vegan to save this planet because I love animals And because I believe that it's the best thing I can do for myself and for humanity.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to discuss that hasn't been asked?
1: No. Actually, I think it was great.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I hope to have you
1: back on. Lovely. Thank you for having me.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this interview. Find out when the next episode of this enlightening and thought-provoking interview series is available by following Why We Are Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The ID for all three is Why We Are Vegan. We're also on YouTube and iTunes. You can visit our free resource site, whywearevegan.org, for podcasts you may have missed and links to all our social media. Take care.